You must disrupt the circle of influence you have around you. You must find a group of people who are better than you, who are doing things that excite you, and you need to be with them. And if they're the right people, they will welcome you on their ship and coach you and mentor you into your true capacity because now you're in an environment to grow. You're in fertile ground, you're ready to grow toward the sky, and you're ready to achieve your God-given potential. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I am a practicing pharmacist, nutrition consultant, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. Each episode on the podcast, I will dispense to you an innovator and expert in the world of healthcare so they can share their story, their struggles, and best practice tips to empower you to nail your nutrition, master your mindset, fit in fitness, and take your level of impact to the next level with simple solutions for how to live with passion and purpose. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's discuss how to dispense your full potential. Thoughts, positive or negative, grow stronger when fertilized with constant repetition. Think of that again. Positive or negative, your thoughts grow stronger when fertilized with constant repetition. If you are in a mindset that is not helpful to your growth, if you're held back kind of like self-sabotage, as I've talked before, your mindset and the thoughts that you think are really determined by your self-awareness. That's a huge topic and why I'm so excited to bring to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, Dr. Edwin Adams, who is an unmistakable creative change warrior and founder of the Adams Leadership Institute. His mission is to support individuals and organizations in overcoming barriers to performance using industry-leading tools that result in an enhanced capacity for influence and freedom from mediocrity. As an independent executive director with the John Maxwell team, Dr. Adams has established himself as a key opinion leader and development expert whose passion resides in helping people and organizations disrupt their comfort zone. He is a published author, having penned a personal development book entitled Misguided in the Magnolia, A Journey to Self-Awareness. Dr. Edwin, welcome to the podcast. Dr. Martin, you make me sound really good. I need you with me always. Thank you, brother. Well, I'll be in your earbuds every Monday, man. (laughs) (laughs) And it's thanks to people like you. Seriously, I, I really value all the work you've been doing. Guys, if you haven't heard of Edwin before, I highly encourage you to follow him on social He's such a positive and just supportive person that I've been talking to for, I think, about three or four years now through social media. So I'm really excited to have you on, man, because you have quite the amazing journey through pharmacy and with what you do today. So thank you so much for your time and for sharing what you're about to share with all the listeners here on the podcast. Absolutely, my friend. You know, it's amazing. I always knew that pharmacy was a relatively small world going to national meetings, networking with people, you realize that you know somebody who knows somebody. And it's been fascinating with the evolution of social media that we can now connect worldwide, really, globally through this medium. So I'm so thankful that I found you and your spirit, Adam, because what you're doing resonates with my why. So yeah, really glad to be here, man. Thank you. I love it. And I want to invite you For those of you who don't know Edwin, most of the people that have been on this podcast have been 20s, 30s, but Edwin has been doing this for quite a long time, not just pharmacy, but his passion. So I really want to start off, Doc, if you could just share your journey with how you got into pharmacy, what that looked like, and where it led you to where you are today, and what your outlook in your future goals look like in serving our profession. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Adam, are you suggesting that I'm older than dirt? <laughs> not, not than dirt. Just 
Not at all, Pops. <laughs> wow. I never thought that I would have that kind of perspective of years of experience in the pharmacy arena. I never, I could not have imagined being where I am now, Adam, starting out my pharmacy career as a roll of the dice. My brother, who was five years older than I was, went to medical school and he, he struggled. He had a hard time and he didn't talk very positively about it. And me, being the, the safe, secure follower that I was, was just thinking that's what I was going to do. I was going to medical school. I was a smart high school kid. That's just what you were going to do. And my dad threatened us. We grew up on a small farm. And he always said, if you come home and be a farmer, I will whip your you know what. So he didn't encourage us to come back home. He, he wanted us to fly. And he said, your best hopes of a future, be it financial support, that is, was going to be in healthcare. So I defaulted to pharmacy because I loved my hometown pharmacist who gave me a Coca-Cola every time I came in to see him. Just a fun place. He typed on a typewriter all day. Yes, they had typewriters back then, Adam. No computer technology. And it was just a fascinating interaction with people. He talked to people and helped people all day long. So I took, took the gamble and went to pharmacy school. And I think that's when I realized there was there was something inside me that needed to grow. It needed to be um, honed. It needed to be mentored. So I joined a pharmacy fraternity, Phi Delta Chi, that um, showed me leadership for the first time, and I was captivated. They had me at Hello. They helped um, incorporate me into a new culture and allowed me to network with a tremendous number of people that I'm still involved with today. So I think that was my first connection with self-awareness was pharmacy school, being in a group of people I didn't know, and I had to grow. I had no choice, but still didn't know what to do with it. Uh, Make a long story short, I I had a passion for poison control and graduated uh, working as a student in the poison control center, which was in our building our pharmacy building, um, became a faculty member soon after graduation, um, completed a residency. Uh, I'm skipping some things, Adam, forgive me. I am old as dirt. Uh, no, you're good. Complete a, res- a pharmacy practice residency at Pennsylvania State Hershey Medical Center and came back as a poison control specialist, leading to an opportunity to teach a class at the pharmacy program, which led to an uh, advisor position for pre-pharmacy, which led to an assistant professorship, which which led to my eventually being the dean of students after 14 years. So through that growth experience, touching the lives of, of young people and helping mentor young people helped me grow um, as a leader. Um, I still had that itch though, Adam, that there was something more. So I left academia. I went into pharmacy compliance with the Louisiana Board of Pharmacy, found my way to Olympic drug testing, found my way to audit with the Louisiana Medicaid program, and most recently to the pharmaceutical industry. So, you know, I think I've been on a journey trying to grow and discover my why. I don't think I could think myself into my why. I knew I was going to find it on a journey that I wasn't going to know the answer until I stepped forward in a variety of ways and took some risks. And I think that's what's allowed me to be here in front of you is growing in in a number of ways that that has allowed me to connect with a group of people who are also on the same journey that, that that want to fight mediocrity and be a better version of themselves. And I'm fascinated by that. And Olympic sport certainly helped me see that. Your resume just through pharmacy and the experience you have is so rich in diversity and really, I think, inspiring because um, other than getting a job upon graduation, the number one fear of pharmacy students is knowing what to do just like picking a residency to see what happens or working in community or whatever it may be. So a lot of people feel like you have to make this decision now and this decision will be the rest of your life forever. So I think your story is really inspiring because you've just been so rich in so many different areas of pharmacy, uh, both as a academic and in pharma, but also just as an entrepreneur, uh, which I think is really phenomenal and uh, really really inspiring for me, honestly, 
Uh, but I think that hopefully if you're listening to this and you're a pharmacy student or you're a new grad and you, you feel stuck, like you, make a you made a decision, but it's not turning out to be what you thought it was, uh, I want you to know that there's hope. And uh, Edwin is a, an amazing example and testament to that, that you can always pivot. You can always evolve as long as you stay true to yourself. Uh, and I want to kind of tie in here, um, as you all know, uh, for over three years, I've been featuring uh, on Fit Pharmacist Friday, a pharmacy student or pharmacist that really has taken that call to do more and go above and beyond just clocking in their job and really lead life through fitness. But the thing I want to reinforce is fitness is not just how you look or how much weight you can lift. Um, people get that misconception because I'm into bodybuilding, but fitness is so much more than that. It's how you direct your life to grow into your full, full potential so that you can dispense your full potential to those that you serve. And uh, Edwin was one of the pharmacists that I featured a couple years ago. Uh, but what really uh, resonated with me in his story and his feature was that his fitness was all about mental evolution, your mindset and why your belief drives your behavior. So I just want to kind of go into that whole section of, of what you do, Doc, about why belief drives behavior and, and how that's one of the focal points in how you serve the people you serve today in your practice. Yeah, absolutely, Adam. Um, you know, in thinking, in thinking back to the, the admission system in pharmacy school. I mean, you, you went through this, any health professional goes through this, where you work so hard for four years to get the right answers on objective assessments in order to get to the next level, right? I mean, you have to get out of pre-pharmacy, then you have to have the GPA, you have to have the PCAT score, you have to have a good interview score, you have to have right answers. You then enter into pharmacy school and it's a continuation of that same thing. We must evaluate you and guarantee your competency with right answers. And there's only one. There's a lot of gray area in healthcare, but you know what? On these assessments, it's right or wrong. It's black or white. It's this or that. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room. And then we launch you into a profession in dealing with the public and dealing with a, a, a healthcare system that is complicated, complex, convoluted, and controversial. And you think you have the right answer. And then you find yourself in a conundrum. What in the world am I doing in my day-to-day -day now? Oh my gosh, what have I done? There then creates some confusion. So you start doubting some of your decisions moving forward. So Adam, I, I blame the system and I blame the people a little bit for, for launching some young professionals into a brutal environment where we haven't taught them adaptive behaviors. So when I talk about behavior, I do believe um, there, there are plenty of books on this. I think the science proves the biology of belief. And if you haven't read a book on the biology of belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton, it's a great start into the journey of understanding how our minds work. Um, we are programmed up until about age seven with all our five senses. Everything we learn up to age seven is just being downloaded into our brain. And then once the prefrontal cortex kind of starts to develop and we get our thinking brain, we then start trying to apply logic to our environment. But you know what? We still have some programs running in the background. And then through our teenage years, we're still downloading, but we're still trying to figure things out. We're not really thinking as men until about age 12, 13. Women uh, actually develop their thinking mind a little earlier. So it's not unusual as a teenager when your parents would say, what were you thinking when you did that? Well, you know what? You probably weren't. I mean, that, that part of the brain <laughs> hasn't developed fully yet. So those programs, Adam, keep working for a large part of our life, and we forget that they're running in the background. We forget to update our iOS, our operating system, and we start setting goals, and we, we put, make five-year plans and 10-year plans, and then we find ourselves lost, and we find ourselves going backwards, and we find ourselves in our comfort zone because 
man, we try and we fail, so we might as well retreat. We try and we fail, we retreat, because that same record player of belief is driving our behaviors. So it's not until you move past goal setting into a growth mindset that you then, I think, have the opportunity to become self-aware. So let me give you an example. I had the privilege of going to the 2010 Winter Olympics representing the United States as a doping control officer. There were five of us from the U.S. who were invited to come up and support the anti-doping activities at the Games. I was housed at the Whistler venue um, in Athletes Village, but one night I was asked to cover a shift um, for the gold medal event of the U.S. versus Germany at four-man bobsleigh event. So phenomenal, amazing thing. The, the U.S. were the defending world champions and the Germans were the defending Olympic champions at that event. Standing, waiting for the final run of, of that event, there was a gentleman standing next to me. And I just was vaguely aware of his presence at the time. But, you know, the, the platform is a small space. It's a restricted environment. Um, and when the U.S. crossed the finish line, I was so filled with national pride and excitement, and I, I think I exclaimed something like, way to go, gentlemen. Y'all are the best four men on the team. And the gentleman next to me tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, there's one more. You know who that gentleman was? That was Sir Richard Branson was standing next to me on the platform, one of the richest men wow. in the world, and he said, what about that gentleman over there? And he was pointing to the edge of the platform, a gentleman clothed in, in the U.S. team colors. But it was, it, it was Brian Shimmer. He was the coach of the men's team. And Sir Richard Branson told me at that moment, he said, you know what? Those gentlemen had the athletic ability to win the gold medal, but Brian Shimmer created the belief in them to win it. And I was floored. I was like, wow. So the team might have had the goal of winning the gold medal, but it was the coach that created the belief that allowed them to reach that capacity. And that's when the awesome sauce came together for me, that this is a place I need to learn, study, and grow in a little, and I need to teach others. And that's the value of a coach, not showing you how to do something. I, I consider that mentorship. Do what I do, repeat that, and you will be successful. That's mentorship. Coaching is a whole nother level of involvement in helping someone else synthesize their solutions, and that's a growth process. Absolutely, man. Meeting someone where they are, pairing that with where they want to go, and then what's realistic for building that awareness. And uh, I love that example that you gave. And, and made since, since this is a pharmacy podcast, it reminds me, of actually an article I posted this morning um, about this exact topic because every single drug that comes to market, the FDA has a lot of regulations about what you have to prove in order to get that okay. One of those being compare it to the placebo effect. <laughs> so the reason being our mindset, our beliefs are so powerful that this drug has to be proven to be stronger than that in order to be okay and then, you know, more into statistics and so forth. But the general concept is the placebo effect, your mindset is so powerful, the FDA mandates every pharma company to take note of this and really assess, you know, is this valid? Does this medication work beyond this scope? Um, I'll have that article in the show notes, but it's called Proof in the Placebo Effect, Why Mindset Matters. Because just as you said, Doc, belief drives our behavior. So if you're looking to do something, but you don't believe it can be done, it's not going to be done. Um, the famous quote, you know, if you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, one resource, I actually uh, finished rereading this book because it's so phenomenal, The Magic of Thinking Big, and all about how your belief systems really direct the quality of your life. Uh, so if, if you guys, if this is new to you, or you've heard it and you're looking to dive deeper... Um, that's one resource that you can dive into. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Another phenomenal one being Misguided in the Magnolia, A Journey to Self-Awareness by our guest on this podcast, uh, which will also be linked in the show notes below. So I think the story you gave uh, from the Olympics, like that's, wow, what did, it, what did it feel like to be standing next to such a giant? 
Well, I mean, there were so many giants there that night, Adam. I mean, you had some of the the top uh, winter Olympic athletes from around the world there. You had um, amazing entrepreneurs and people who could buy their way to that platform and be there. I'll never forget it, man. I will never forget the the pride for my country. I think that comes out first and foremost. And then the power of enlightenment. Mm. Richard Branson allowed me to be enlightened in that moment where a lot of things came together for me pretty, pretty quickly in that moment. And I could see my path forward. And if I had not taken some risk, um, put aside uh, some beliefs, some, some self-limiting beliefs, and taken the risk to be a doping control officer of all things, man, that's... That's not a career path that, that that anyone typically chooses or that you read about in pharmacy, but it was a phenomenal side hustle. I had to take a risk and go on the journey in order to experience that. There's no way, I, I believe, Adam, that I could have been an enlightened to that degree to be a game-changing moment for me if I had not been on the journey. I love that so much. And it reminds me of another pharmacy pun, but so much truth is you're looking to grow, you're looking to really galvanize your why, and you're thinking of, you know, which direction to go, what action do I take? And unfamiliar territory can bring up limiting beliefs or more powerfully fear. So looking at pharmacy and how you can overcome that, would you agree that the antidote to fear is action? Oh, no doubt. I think that's the the perfect medication. I think we, 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 we need to anticipate the terror barrier at the edge of our comfort zone. That if, if we're going to disrupt who we have become, the mediocrity that we've accepted, the choices that have brought us to where we are, in order to get to growth, you've got to cross terror um, because that is a natural physiological process that's going to take place. So anticipate it rather than fall prey to it. And I think that's what what helps us be a victor versus a victim of our circumstances because a lot of people keep bumping against the terror barrier, never cross it, and they just call it fate. This is because I keep bumping against it and I'm brought back to comfort. This is just the way it's going to be. So I might as well stop trying. It's mm. just not in the cards for me. It's not my path. Uh, to take. Um, It is who I am going to become because all my past experience has dictated to me that this is the outcome. Therefore, it will continually be the outcome I can expect. And man, we fall prey to that so often, Adam. I see it culturally. I see it in the country right now. We've become really small in our thinking and we're trying to get too many right answers and we're not taking enough risk in dialogue or taking a journey to grow beyond our self-imposed limitations that is that record player of belief in the background. we got to uncover that. Yeah, 100%. And if you are listening to this podcast and you're this deep into the episode, you clearly want to make the best life for yourself. You don't just want to have a job. You want to have an impactful career. And that's literally what Edwin and I specialize in. I help you dispense your full potential. Edwin helps you disrupt your comfort zone because if you want to get to that place, you're going to have to do these things. It's kind of like a rite of passage, but it might be scary and painful, but you grow through what you go through. So it's so important to put that action into practice and really make that happen. So you might be asking yourself the question, you know, I've been trying, but I'm not there yet. So let's look at this podcast right now to help you. So number one, we've identified that belief drives your behavior. You're not going to do something you don't believe in, right? So let's say we have belief, okay, and that, dro- that has driven our behavior. Now, the things that we do, the actions we take to overcome the fear, to disrupt our comfort zone, to get to a place where we're actively working to dispense our full potential, the behavior then drives the outcomes, the place, or I've made it type of sensation that we're looking to achieve. Edwin, can you talk a little bit about that process, about how your behavior drives outcomes and and how those sort of things have a play with where we're looking to go in achieving our goals? Yeah, it's almost a a nature or nurture discussion, Adam, about, you know, you, you have a given result. 
um, let's say that you are unhappy in your job. Let's say that Let, in the in the context of the recent layoffs with Walmart, you were you were very concerned about your future moving forward. Um, so fear grabs you. You then worry about what's the metric that's going to determine your success or not. That's an environmental decision that is going to be applied to you. That is a victim statement. That is that is, that is a sensation that is coming from a vibration that you're getting from the environment. You are internalizing that. You're sending it down through your subconscious. It's playing against the record and you're validating that, yeah, that is reality. That is my reality is that I am in a position of threat and discomfort. Well, it's really hard for the thinking brain to focus when you're in a flight or fight situation like that. So the record player takes dominance. So until you pause, evaluate, okay, let me, let me check my behavior. Why am I so emotional about this? What am I afraid of? Was it insecurity? Is it financial insecurity that is driving my behavior right now that I'm, I need to leap? I need to, I need to go gain financial freedom somehow because Walmart's got me by the throat and I, I feel like a victim. You know, what is that? You've got to identify the source, Adam, I think in order to attenuate your action because your, your action choices are one of two things. Either you participate in the emotional drive and you talk amongst your other staff members saying, this sucks. I'm in a terrible position. Um, I hate my life. I hate my job. Um, patient satisfaction surveys are dropping. The green bar on your screen turns to red saying you're behind schedule. You know, you can either play the victim to all of that and continue in the conundrum, or you can say, you know what, I have better value right now. And my ultimate responsibility is taking care of my patients first. Um, I'm going to be a value to the company that I am still employed with. And I'm going to guarantee through my um, commitment and dedication to doing the right thing first and doing no harm. And you know what? I'm going to have faith that I'm going to be okay regardless because I am a person of value and I'm confident in that ability. And I, I, I think it comes down to that choice, Adam, victor or victim. And you have that choice every second of every day to change not only your action and behavior, but also your belief. And that's going to take some time. It's not easy. It's definitely a process. And that's what I want to really focus on is so many people listening to this are in the pharmacy or healthcare professions. And with that, I am willing to bet that you're probably type A, <laughs> like me. There's no reason, there's no mis uh, mistake that my name starts with an A because that's definitely my type. So we're very goal driven. We want to achieve, we want to really push the boundaries and, and be successful. However, in life, believe it or not, you don't always get the goal you set out to or things turn out. You have to take a detour because the path you have laid before you has some pitfalls or potholes if you're in Pittsburgh like me um, or, you know, paths that are unexpectedly that come up like, you name it, just finances, relationships, professional career changes, anything you can think of. It happens in life. So what I really want to have you talk about is the focus of growth over goals and what that really means for someone that's looking to disrupt their comfort zone and, and achieve to make an impact, but their paths don't always go according to plan. Yeah, Adam. Um, I, I think the word that, that comes to mind is, and we've said it before in this podcast, anticipate those valleys in, in your life and in your career. They're going to come. You have to have some rod, some staff, some, some locus of control in you first. For me, that's my spirituality as a Christian. I think that, that grounds me in what is most important. Because in, in today's world, I think we men in particular feel a great responsibility to balance a lot of things and we prioritize none of them. Therefore, most of them are, pardon my French, half-ass attempts. Mm -hmm. so therefore, if you have a center of focus in your own life, 
I think that then bleeds over into those beliefs and actions that you go forward with. And when the valley times come, you're not falling down into the darkness and starting over from scratch. You're leaning on your rod or your staff or your rock, whatever you want to call it. And you're stepping forward in what you are confident is your giftedness. Um, one, of, one of my favorite lines in, in spirituality is that we are created in the image and likeness of God. And for me, what that means is I'm a leader and I'm expected to keep stepping forward. So knowing that and believing that that is the expectation that my higher power has for me, um, when the tough times come, I'm ready for it. It's, it's a warrior mentality uh, moving forward. It's, uh, come on, change. I'm ready for you. What is this going to teach me rather than what is this going to do to me? And that's a shift that can only come from an inner strength of spirituality. And uh, I pray for people a lot to work first on that. And I think everything else falls into place. It's like uh, the book, The One Thing. If you've ever read that, I'm blanking on the author's name. But for me, that's my one thing. And that makes everything else easier or irrelevant. That's uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Phenomenal read. Yes, yes, Um, yes. But what you just said about anticipation and, and having that, just expecting delays, that really goes broader. So not just with goals, but to a broader feeling of happiness. So if you guys think about any time you've been unhappy or disappointed, regardless of what happened or you know the circumstance specifically, the root cause is your expectation was not met. That's it. It's that simple. Think about a time when you're unhappy or disappointed. The reason is you went in with an expectation that was not met. So you can reverse engineer that with what Edwin's here saying, about going into it, not expecting your plan to be, you know, ABC123, but expect to have a clear vision and strong purpose for your goal, but expect the route to change. It's great to plan and have ideas, but be flexible. Be flexible in your approach. It's good to have structure and a plan, but structured flexibility, that's really the key with that. So if you go into a goal expecting things to happen, expecting hardship, that's really going to help you and serve you going forward. Um, a great book on this topic is The 10X Rule uh, by Grant Cardone, which basically says regardless of what you want to do, achieve, or go for in life, it's going to require 10 times the amount of effort, 10 times the amount of time, 10 times the amount of investment than you think it will. So if you go into everything with that mindset, just you know, you think you have it figured out, but just be flexible and knowing you're going to have to pivot and learn that's going to set you up for not having that butt hurt of, oh, it didn't work out, so fate, just like Edwin said. So if you go into it, that approach, that's going to serve you very well. Is there anything more frustrating than not loving your lifestyle? Living day to day, feeling completely exhausted, being overweight, and totally stressed out all the time? If this sounds like you, you are not alone. The food industry is in business to supersize their wallet and in turn, your waistline. The fitness industry is riddled with MLM schemes and Google degree coaches selling cookie cutter plans that promise to get you fit, but in reality, don't work for Why does being healthy have to be such a double-edged sword? You should be able to both love your lifestyle and feel healthy instead of feeling like you have to suffer in order to succeed or starve to death to lose those last few pounds. If you would like to live a guilt-free lifestyle that you actually enjoy, I've got you covered. The Fit Pharmacist community has a special coaching program, Fit Farm Fam, where we offer no contract coaching, and more importantly, a supportive community from people who actually practice what we preach. We successfully lost weight and kept it off consistently, as well as transformed ourselves from scrawny to swole. If you want to legitimately do the same, we are in the business of making your birthday suit the best you've ever been in. And together, our coaches have done it for over 10 years. Click the link below in the show notes so that you can get started to apply for this exclusive group. Do not wait because you are worth it. Let's get this party started by getting ready to dispense your full potential. P.S. Carbs are included. But 
also, I, I want to say amen to what you said about, about faith and spirituality. Um, and, and also what you said about trying to have your priority list and, you know, knowing what you have to do but not do it. And I think part of that, looking at, at a spiritual side, is trying to make faith or God one component. Like, okay, reading books, one component. God, one component. Um, professional development, one component. And, and this is something I want to share that, that I hope really resonates with at least one person listening to this. It's not that faith is meant to be a priority in your life. Faith is meant to be central to all priorities in your life. So if you ingrain that in everything you're looking to do, you can't go wrong. Because if you try to go it alone, you might go fast, but you're not going to get very far. But if you go together and with the most powerful being in the world, super being God, you can't go wrong. You're going to go far. So just keep that in mind and try to figure out how can you ingrain faith in all corners of your life so that you're never alone. You might have that feeling of loneliness, but that might, that might just be a signal that you need to connect with your relationships, with your friends, your family, whatever, your colleagues, whatever that might be. So use these negative emotions as cues to take action in some light to really strengthen what your gifts and abilities are. And that's my two cents on that because I think what you said is really profound and I really just wanted to reiterate that because I really think what you said was important. Uh, thanks, Adam. Yeah, I, I think we forget, too, that feelings are something that we create. That which we feel is not real. Um, if I'm having a bad day and Adam's having a great day, it's really hard for you to feel what I'm feeling because you've created your happiness and I've created my sadness. That is not my reality. And I'm reminded again from the early book of Genesis, talking about seeds being planted. That is so metaphorical and so incredible. So if we use that as a quick example, if you plant an acorn in your yard, it doesn't have good days and bad days. Now, granted, it's a simple living being, but it only knows how to grow and it keeps growing until it dies. When it goes through drought seasons it digs deeper roots. Mm. When the winter comes, it gets rid of the leaves it no longer needs because it's stored up a lot of energy. And then you know what? When it's time again, it springs forth new life and new growth in seasons of our life. So we are put on this planet to do exactly the same thing. Our challenge, Adam, is to reach our capacities for growth and not get caught up in our environment, are caught up on the environmental detractors to our growth. We need to dig deep roots. We need to shoot for the sky and we need to surround ourselves with sunshine and light to help us grow even stronger. Those same rules in nature apply to us. And I'm so glad you've created this community, Adam, because your impact and your influence is doing exactly what you were put on this planet to create. So kudos to you, man. You get it. You got it. And I'm, I'm going to be a fan for life, man. And I look forward to seeing what else you create um, along your relentless pursuit because, man, you totally disrupt my comfort zone with what you do. And I know I have a capacity to do something as well because you've shown me the way and you've gone the way. That's leadership. That's talent. That's a God-giftedness. And that's a self-awareness that is humbling, man. So congratulations. Wow. I I'm did not expect that. <laughs> I'm super humbled by that, man, because you've done so much for so many people and it's truly inspiring. So for you to for you to say that, I I really appreciate that. And and that's that's really humbling. So iron sharpening iron, my friend. Oh man, and it's not just me, man. Like I have so many friends and support systems, uh, people like you that come on and you know share what you're doing to help me grow and change my perspective. And I think that's really the richness of life is, is through relationships and approaching everything with open-mindedness. We talked about belief driving behavior and everything else. So yes, it's great to have your own beliefs, but don't have them so rigid and, and fixed and black and white that you, you miss out on opportunities and experiences and, and other ways of seeing things and understanding from other people who have so much to offer you. So that's just my challenge to you guys listening is be open to different concepts. 
be willing to have these conversations with other people because it really can enrich your life. And I firmly believe that your life is dictated by the amount of value that you give to others and the amount of people that you can positively influence because that will be just like Edwin said with the acorn analogy, that will be the sunshine and light that you want to surround yourself with in your life. So thank you so much for, for those kind words, man, that, that, that got me by surprise. So <laughs> congrats on that. <laughs> um, but I just want to close really in really focusing on what your mission is and, and giving advice for people, you know, they, they might be listening to this podcast episode and they're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. How do I get started? Because creating just the smallest inch centimeter of momentum is what it is all about. One step in front of the other is what leads to the ultimate achievement of your big goal. So how can people get started to disrupt their comfort zone? And what would you like to share about that concept that can be applied to people's life moving forward? Yeah, uh, man, for me, um, it was joining the John Maxwell team. John's content, his his 40 million books that he's written resonated with the journey that I was trying to step forward on and could not. His one book uh, that I think was, was a pivotal change for me was Failing Forward. Mm. And I read that in pharmacy school and that helped me get out of the mindset of being right and the, the, the compelling spirit within me to have the right answers always because that was a reflection of my self-image, that book helped me change that and step forward into growth with confidence rather than fear. So I would say you need to do a little discovery first. Um, get some outside information from, from a variety of authors who have been there and done that and who are speaking a language similar to that which resonates with you. Second, I think you need to get a a behavioral analysis. You need to get a DISC profile uh, done on yourself. You need to understand what your natural programming creates from a behavioral perspective and understand that. And from, from a DISC behavioral analysis or a strength finders or any of those assessments, you can then step forward in confidence from your pillar of strength versus thinking, oh, well, I need to build this up first before I do anything. No, 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 no. I think the purpose of those behavioral assessments is for you to be confident and be validated in your strength and step forward from that arena rather than wait on, on some other aspect of your life to be built up in order for you to step forward. 16personalities.com, that's 16personalities.com. They have a free assessment. Start there. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever, but it's a great place to start on just understanding you a little bit better. So outside influence from someone you respect, uh, do some self-assessments with the, a lot of the biology of belief stuff that we have out there. And then third, and I think the most critical component is you must disrupt the circle of influence you have around you. You must find a group of people who are better than you, who are doing things that excite you, and you need to be with them. And if they're the right people, they will welcome you on their ship and coach you and mentor you into your true capacity because now you're in an environment to grow. You're in fertile ground, you're ready to grow toward the sky, and you're ready to achieve your God-given potential. I think it comes in first in those three phases, Adam. I hope that that helps and answers the question. Oh, absolutely. And it's so, so true, guys. And it can be painful to really disrupt your comfort zone of those people in your life. Because some of those people, they might be your family. They might be your siblings, your parents. They're just negative Nancys that love you, but they're not fostering your growth. So what he's saying is so true, but it is not easy for a lot of people. They might have a work environment that they need to change. They might have friends since kindergarten, 10, 15, 20 year friendships that are no longer serving them and really holding them back because their beliefs are different. Their goals are different. And that's okay. Life changes. You evolve. But if you just stay in there because you've been there so long or that's just the way things are done, that is going to hold you back way more than you may even realize. So that is 
probably the most important thing you can do if you're really serious about making a life that you desire and deserve. Because if you're trying to go far, but you're surrounded by people that say, why are you doing that or laughing at you or just putting you down, that's going, whether you realize it or not, compounded over time, that's going to creep into your belief system. Because today, tomorrow, you might be you know, on cloud nine, gung-ho, I know what I want, like no one's going to get through to me. But guess what? We all have those days where we feel vulnerable, where we feel low, like we're not winning, like we are our worst enemies, or can we even do that? So it's in moments like that where your support system is invaluable. So is that system going to be filled with people that point out the things that you have achieved, that you can do this, man, look, you did this last month, you did this last year, you did this, look at all the things that you've done. Here's evidence from you that you can, in fact, pursue and overcome this challenge. And I'm not trying to convince you, but I'm just pointing out the things that you have already done to prove to yourself you can do that versus you're right, man. Let's just go have a beer. Screw the world. Everyone else is out to get you. It's, you know, everything's corrupt, blah, 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 blah. How is that going to serve you? Both of those are realistic environments that all of us, all of us go through on a continual basis. Some of us multiple times a day. So how you break out of that how you get back to your place of progress is, yes, you have to invest in yourself, but do not neglect the support system that you have around you because that's not just people that are in your life and you can't do anything about it. Yes, you can. It just might not be easy. It might be extremely painful. They might not understand it. They might get really aggressive and nasty towards you, but you have to really think, is your life worth it? Because that's in reality what the question is you have to answer. So I don't want you to take that lightly. It's super impactful, super serious. So really, really think about that. Um, If you are aware of that concept and you're looking to grow, the good news is you've got two pharmacist brothers (laughs) who are here that have communities to share with you. So Doc, first off, I don't know if you knew this, but we really are brothers. Each needs the help of the other. Alterum, my man, alterum. (laughs) That's right. So we we truly are brothers. Um, So if you're listening to this and you are looking for that guidance, you are looking for that coaching for a community to grow. I have that with Fit Farm Fam. We have that coaching. There's a link in the show notes for you to apply. It's application only. But I know Edwin has been doing this for a long time. And that's his right now career focus with that. He speaks all over the country, as do I, on this topic. Um, so, Edwin, I don't know why more people don't follow you because your message is so phenomenal. So, I want to really challenge the listeners that if you're looking to grow, to really connect with this guy because, guys, like I said, you know, people come and go. They get excited about stuff and they're, they're in and out in three, four months, six months. This guy's been doing it his whole life. So, he's withstood the test of time. I've personally interacted with him for three, four years So he's a legit dude. I don't bring anyone on this podcast who doesn't walk the talk. He's legit. So please do yourself a favor and connect with this guy because he he really is phenomenal. He's in it for the right reasons to really make a change. And he genuinely cares about the people that he coaches and works with. Um, So Doc, can you just share where people can best connect with you and how you can help them serving as their coach? Absolutely, man. I think moving forward, we all need to understand that. And my friend and mentor, John Maxwell, has taught me that, that anything worth having is uphill. So on our, on our growth trajectories that we are all on or should be on in that kind of mindset, uh, sometimes you need some help in, in going the way and knowing the way. And I think a, a good mentor, a good coach can help you do that. Um, I'm on Instagram. That is probably the medium that I, I interact with the most. I'm starting a new podcast called Leadership Alchemy, you know, putting all the piece, all these pieces together to help people step forward more successfully out of their own authenticity. So it'll be a interview type show, just like Adam is doing here. Um, I love podcasting. That's what helped me get my first book published. So now it's time to create a new podcast show. So that's, that's going to be a great way to interact. 
And then my website, disruptcomfort.com. If you just want to chat for 30 minutes and, and see if I can help you or not, um, or maybe there are better resources that I can refer you to, uh, schedule a free call on my website, disruptcomfort.com. Um, those are probably the best ways to reach out to me. And I look forward to interacting with anyone and everyone. I'm ready to pour into you that which has been gifted to be by so many amazing people that have helped me become who I am today. And I'm, I'm ready to invest and pay it forward. So thanks, Adam, for this opportunity to, to reach out and, and hopefully help somebody today through this medium. You're, you're an incredible creative artist. So thank you again for allowing me to be here. Oh, it's, it's truly my honor, man. Thank you so much for your kind words and for your time and, and sharing all of your wisdom through all of your years in all the different areas of pharmacy, but also personal development and growth. Um, it, it's truly inspiring to hear what you've done, where you're looking to go, and where you are now in serving not just yourself in growth, but those around you. Because like you said, it's all about the richness of life you have created by those in your life. And you're definitely one of those people. So I just want to acknowledge you for all of the amazing work you're doing to pursue your why, to really dig deep into that and really grow to help others grow in that process. So thank you so much for being here, man. I really appreciate it. It's been a blast. And I myself have learned a ton through this podcast. Best wishes, brother. Happy growing. See you soon. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Dr. Adam Martin signing off from the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast with the Dr. Edwin Adams. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. All right, Fit Farm fam. Until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Your time is invaluable, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing it here. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button so you get a fresh new podcast episode every single week. Also, please leave a rating and review for the show. I sincerely hope that you got at least one golden nugget of knowledge from this episode. If you did, please share this with one person who you can help dispense their full potential. That is how this community will grow organically. I don't ask for anything in return, so thank you for your action of support. 